Hello and welcome to this week's Choosing Happy podcast. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some potentially controversial subjects. Not so much controversial because you'll disagree with them, but possibly because they will hit home. And I know for myself, I've I've looked at these subjects over the last week and, and the power of them, the power to cause me to pause, to think about how I am approaching life and approaching happiness is really what got me to, to think that this is so important that it needs to be discussed. And yes, it challenged my ego. It challenged my current way of thinking. It challenged my beliefs and my values. But also in looking at these subjects, I got a lot of clarity about how to move forward and not just about how to move forward, but what life really means for me and what I'm meant to be doing right now at this important time in history, I got even further clarity about why I'm here. And this podcast is a massive part of that. So the subjects today are money blocks, hidden truths and happiness. So tune in and find out the deep secrets that lie below the unconscious mind in this week's Choosing Happy podcast. Hello, I'm Heather Masters and welcome to this week's Choosing Happy podcast. And the title today is Money Blocks, Hidden Truths and Happiness. I'm going to start with money blocks. It's just a discovery that I wanted to share. I'm just saying just, it's it's not just, it's a massive discovery that I came upon, which should have been so obvious to me and yet it hasn't been, I haven't put two and two together until now. So I am one of those empaths, one of those woo-woo people, if you like, who unconsciously pick up on things. My intuition works, but I don't always recognize the reason for some resistance. Sometimes I put it down to ego when in fact it can be intuitive knowing at a deeper level that I haven't consciously been aware of. And I think with money this has been one of those things. So I have resisted thinking that money is a good thing. I I still struggled with letting go of the belief that money was bad. And some of the history to that is that I worked in banking for over 20 years. And toward the end, I really felt that it wasn't where I was meant to be. There was something fundamentally wrong and I didn't know what it was. Couldn't put my finger on it. Thought it was just probably me, you know, having done enough time in one place and wanted to leave the the banking industry. And that's when I moved into coaching and neuro-linguistic programming and personal development. I never really got to the bottom of why banking felt so wrong until 2020 when the realisation hit me that the banking system 
in its current form of creating fiat currency, but the whole system itself was against the people. You see, when I started out in banking, I was working for building societies, which were built for the people. The investors in building societies were shareholders in the company and the profits were shared amongst those shareholders. Over the years, building societies have almost disappeared. There are one or two left in the UK, but most of them have disappeared and been taken over by corporate banks who promise such amazing things, doing really good things for us when behind the scenes the fiat currency and the whole system of banking in the West, in the UK, in the US, the central banking system and fiat currency is designed purely to enslave the people. I am not going to go into that in any depth. I will include links if you want to question that claim, um, if you want to see the history of fiat currency and how it really works and how money is created, then, you know, there's even an interview in Congress last in the last couple of weeks, which really laid bare the truth of the financial Ponzi scheme, which is the fiat currency. And it's that, I believe, is the unconscious reason why most intuitives and empaths believe money is bad or money is evil because the financial system that we're currently in, we're currently supporting, is really designed to enslave us all. So I hadn't put two and two together as to why I was resisting money. But money itself is not evil. At the moment, we see that the money monetary system in its current form is collapsing and how that will be replaced depends on how many people decide that CBDCs are a good thing or what happens with the systems going forward. So I'm not going to go into how you protect yourself other than to, because I'm not a financial advisor other than to say that, you know, maybe a bit of Bitcoin or a bit of... Um, gold and silver in your pocket might bode you well right now. But the, the point that I really wanted to make is that once you realise it isn't money that is bad or evil, then you can welcome that into your world. I don't believe the creator ever wanted us to go without. One of the, the psalms that keeps coming up for me is Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. So keeping that in mind, the creator never wants us to be without. Yet universe, the creator, the etheric listens to your wishes, to your focus and where you put your energy and will give you what you want. So if you're resisting money, money will not flow to you effortlessly or easily. So that's my thoughts quickly on money. And then I invite you to, to ponder it, to sit with it, to maybe 
choose a different perspective on money. That money allows you to do what you need to do in your life, to look after your family, to support yourself so that you can support others, so that you can make a bigger difference in the world. We need a means of exchange, a means of bartering, a means of exchanging that energy and receiving equal energy in return. So that's my thoughts on the money thing. Now, hidden truths, a little bit um, tied in with this is struggle and effort. One of the reasons I feel I haven't been as abundant in the past as I may have been was because I was a struggler. I believed that hard work paid off, that hard work was noble. I was reading a Stuart Wilde book. I've kind of been coming back to Stuart Wilde. I I read all of his books way back in 2008, 2009, that type of time. And they didn't make as much sense to me then as they're making now. And one of the thing, one of the books he wrote is a really short book called Life Was Never Meant to Be a Struggle. And again, what I really liked about this is the definition between struggle and effort, the difference between struggle and effort. So he says, our physical condition as humans involves effort, but struggle is effort laced with emotion and desperation. And because we've been so conditioned to struggle, to think that everything is difficult, to think that everything is hard work and that hard work is noble, then we make life a lot harder for ourselves. And I think this again is unconscious conditioning and it's something that we can identify the areas of our lives that we we struggle rather than put effort and that's where self-sabotage comes in as well that if we're not struggling maybe we don't feel worthy if we're not struggling we don't feel that we're getting the results If you are someone who resists taking time out or going on holiday, maybe you're a workaholic. Is it effort? Is it hard work you're looking for? Is it struggle? Or is it efforting in terms of flow that you're doing? And that's really, you know, the the questions to ask. Is the amount of effort you're putting in getting you uh, equal if not greater reward or are you putting in so much effort for so little so that you realize you're actually struggling you're pushing rather than flowing and putting in the perfect amount of effort the right action to get the results that you want in your life that's one of the the hidden truths about happiness one of the other ones is is really coming to terms with your ego patterns, with coming to terms with your thinking and your thoughts that stop you from finding peace and happiness. So forming opinions, for instance, or assumptions can immediately 
put you into a negative mood. It's quite a powerful place to be where you have no opinion. For instance, let's take something really controversial. The, the war in Gaza and Israel. Do I take a side? Is it my place to take a side? I take a side of humanity. I take a side of the people, the suffering people. I can see beyond the lies from both sides as to why the war is taking place. So I'm not, I am, I'm choosing not to have an emotional attachment to the war itself. I pray for humanity. I pray for those innocents who are suffering, no matter who they are. It's powerful to be able to do that in your own life, to recognise that you have a choice whether something is good or bad, to recognise things that just are. So, for instance, rain, getting caught in the rain, is it a bad thing? You may label it uncomfortable and bad, but it's actually just rain. It's a condition and you're choosing whether it's good or bad. So getting caught in the rain in the winter and the cold, you'd probably say that's a bad thing. Yet getting caught in a summer storm when it's cooling and releasing, you'd probably say it's a good thing. But both things are rain. And can we do rain? Can we just be and recognise that it's rain and it has no impact on us? What this leads on to in terms of our choices and whether something's good or bad, there's also the expectancy. And expectancy is a good thing. What leads to our downfall is the emotional attachment if things don't work out our way. So being disappointed and frustrated and angry when something doesn't work out our way, rather than just saying, hey ho, this is how it's worked out. What can I do next? What's the most powerful step forward? Where should I direct my energy and my efforts to get the best out of this? And what's the lesson that this has taught me right now? Let me just quote from another Stuart Wilde book around both of these. Even death is neutral. We have no way of knowing how we might react to death. Perhaps life is really crummy compared with death. The hand-wringing and anguish we suffer is probably all for nothing. I have a sneaky suspicion that graduating from the earth plane may be one heck of a celebration. It's the programmed expectancy that stuffs us up and causes us pain, not the circumstances. Expectancy sets up the possibility of contradictions. Yes, we expect the best, but we must learn not to react when we don't get what we want. If you are diligent and you concentrate and take right action, you'll most likely always get the best result. But you must love life and accept it when it doesn't go your way. Be heroic. Become a warrior. When faced with an adverse situation, don't react. Just accept it. Act calmly. Act powerfully. 
If you don't know what to do immediately, do nothing. Wait until the answer comes to you. Be mature and take the emotion out of situations. Act in the strongest way possible given the situation. You can easily train your personality to do life rather than fight it. Sometimes life isn't cosy, safe or guaranteed. If you're up to your eyes and muck and bullets, first do bullets and then do muck. It's so simple. It's our silly expectancy and the ego's self-importance that demands that things have to be one way or the other. That's what causes all the pain, not life itself. I think that is really powerful. And how does this all lead into happiness? It's all about choosing. Choosing how you see life. Choosing how you do life. Choosing how you be. Choosing where you get your information from. How you operate. Do you listen to outside circumstances and outside opinions? Or as Stuart says, do you concentrate, take guidance from within and take right action? So happiness comes from our choices. And real happiness comes from releasing the struggle having the expectations and releasing the emotion and attachment around them turning out exactly as we'd hoped, letting go of the how, if you like. It's also about recognising our destructive patterns and where we struggle and why. So being aware enough of your own situation and your own beliefs and values and how you operate, because only then can you make the changes It's about choosing something different, choosing to view everything as it is and releasing the emotion we've invested in something turning out our way. It's about being disciplined to apply the right effort to the right actions, following our inner guidance and to concentrate long enough to complete the right actions, not being distracted or allowing our ego to self-sabotage us and it's about having the right energy and everything that we do choosing to show up in love and happiness and joy and being that light for others around us i hope this helps this week i know it's a bit different um i know we're coming up to potentially rocky times And being able to detach with love and compassion and standing in our own power is one way that we can shine a light and help others as we transition through this ever-changing world. And if we can take that stance of, I'm doing life, this is the situation, what's the most effective step I can take that's for my highest good and the highest good of all right now in this moment. Who can I be that's most powerful? Thank you for listening and I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it or think it would be valuable to others, please do share. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave me a review. It really helps the podcast. All of the links are in the show notes. 
and I look forward to seeing you next week on the Choosing Happy podcast. <laughs>